Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Just Saying Football with Jack and Sean. I'm your host, Sean Gann, alongside my partner, Jack and Nicholas. We're here to bring you news, notes, weekly updates, and game analysis of your favorite teams from around the league. If you have a chance, go check out our website, justsayingfootball.com. Follow us on Instagram at just saying no GWJ as for our article and video updates. And don't forget to check us out on Spotify. Get us in your ears at Just Saying Football. Week 11's here. Week 10 was a great one. Five game-winning and expiring field goals. It was absolutely incredible. Yeah, it, you, you can't script them better than that. You know, like teams teams we didn't really expect. Um, we'll get into more later too. But yeah, no, last week was a doozy, man. And now this week, got some good primetime games. Got some good Sunday night football game this week. We'll have to get into. And um, yeah, you want to get into it. We also have a lot of blowout games this week. We're getting to that point in the season where we're starting to see which teams are in it for the long haul and which ones are looking like it's tank season. Yeah, absolutely. And before we get into our blog categories, uh, some only really running running back relevant fantasy news here when it comes to teams on a bye. But we've got the Atlanta Falcons, Indianapolis Colts, New England Patriots, and New Orleans Saints all on a bye this week. So just keep that in mind for fantasy. If you got Alvin Kamara, Bijan Robinson, or Jonathan Taylor. But let's jump into our blogs because we're going a lot of the same way in this one. we got the Las Vegas Raiders. Making their way to Miami to take on the Dolphins. Miami's favorite this one by minus 11 and a half over under here at 46 and a half. Miami's coming off the bye. They've only beaten teams with a losing record. And guess what? The Raiders are coming to their building. What are your thoughts about this one? Yeah. And right now, man, you know, the Raiders are coming in with a 500 record. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens. But Miami is favored by 11 and a half. I think we saw last week that, you know, the Raiders are a good team, they can beat bad teams. But we saw them with the Jets in prime time, and it didn't look as pretty until the last second. So Miami, like you said, all those reasons coming off a bye, the potential for this week, they're at home. Uh, Love Miami in this matchup. Yeah, like you said, it wasn't really pretty against the Jets, that's for (laughs) sure. Now, while the Dolphins' defense isn't necessarily terrifying, they do have Jalen Ramsey, obviously, and Bradley Chubb. This offense is what's scary. Devon Achen could be back. And one thing I do want to say, Dolphins, rest of the season, they have an interesting one because they're one and one in their division. They don't necessarily need to beat everyone in their division, but they do have the Jets coming up twice, the Titans, the Cowboys, Washington, Baltimore, and Buffalo one more time. So Oof. Miami, looking like they have a very good shot of winning the division. But let's move this right along to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, making their way to San Francisco to take on the 49ers. Minus 10 and a half here in the 49ers, <laughs> over under here, 41 and a half. 49ers were firing on all four cylinders. CMC did not get into the end zone. That broke the streak, which sucked. I'm locking in the 49ers off the bat. What are your thoughts? Yeah, you know, I looked at this on paper before, and I said, wow, this is probably going to be, you know, a close game. Tampa's kept it close. But uh, San Francisco at home, uh, we just saw them go all the way to Jacksonville and kick the crap out of them. Um, they, like you said, they're just killing it on every everything. Um, I, I think that we love seeing the young Bosa, um, you know, kind of mix right now, a little OSU uh, comeback. But, you know, I got to shout out Mike Evans. We were saying it on Sunday, 87th touchdown. That right now, 16th all time, and he is creeping up in the list to some pretty big names uh, tied with Andre Reid right now. But I got to put it out there, Brock Purdy, man, he's been killing it. Um, and, you know, he, he could be an X-factor against Tampa's defense. Absolutely. And, you know, this Chase Young, Joey, Bo- or Joey, Nick Bosa thing yeah. is absolutely unfair. The 49ers have this. Um, OSU brothers, like you said. All right, moving this right along. We have the Dallas Cowboys making their way to Carolina to take on the Panthers. 
Dallas is favoring this one by minus 10 and a half over <laughs> and a half. These are some massive spreads we're getting into in week 11, and I absolutely some love dangerous it. Dangerous ones. Some coaching, some coaching news here um, in terms of play calling. Frank Reich calling plays for the first uh, nine, eight weeks, eight, eight, nine weeks of the season, rescinded them. Uh, they gave him the five, and they prepped is now taking back the offensive play calling juice. But I'm going with the Cowboys. Uh, they absolutely demolished your Giants last week. I think they're going to do the exact same with the Panthers. Yeah, man, they're rolling right now. Um, Dak had five touchdowns last week, over 400 yards. Um, even Brandon Cooks had over 170 yards last week, which I found incredible. Um, you know, obviously the Giants um, couldn't really keep up on offense, and I think Carolina is kind of in, in the mix for the same formula right now. Um yeah, Dallas defense, man, they they are no joke. But I will say one one thing for this matchup as a fantasy tip: straight up drop Miles Sanders. He is no longer relevant in this offense. Couldn't agree with you more. Does uh, Tony Pollard get in the end zone this time? He hasn't it, scored since week one. This has to be the matchup. They set him up last week. He could have had two against the Giants. Yes. All right, absolutely love it. Moving this right along, NFC North showdown. Chicago Bears making the way to Detroit to take on the Lions. Lions favoring this one, minus 9.5, over under here, 46.5. Locking in Detroit right off the bat. They're firing on all four cylinders offensively. Defensively, Amon Ross, they've run six 100-yard reception games. Chicago Bears might have Justin Fields in this one, trending in the right direction as of now at the recording. Uh, that still doesn't make me feel any more comfortable. No, he is on a seven-game audition from what I'm hearing in a lot of good circles. So it's not looking great for him. You know, the Bears could have a really high pick, um, I believe two picks next year. So, you know, this is going to be a tough one for them. We just saw Detroit go toe-to-toe with Justin Herbert and come out on the other side. Um, nine and a half, give me that. I think that they go rolling. Um, last week, I got to say, I think David Montgomery was a little limited, even though he destroyed everything. So I think get used to this formula now, this one-two punch, um, 50-50, but they're both going to produce. Absolutely, but it is definitely the Gibbs show, I think. it's For been, sure. It's been seen, and, you know, Montgomery said it on the sideline, if you haven't seen the clip, but he was yeah, like, I had to get something to there. It's like you said, yeah. it's limited, but he's going to make some magic happen here and there. All right, moving us right along to the NFC East, where we got another showdown. New York Giants making the way to Washington to take on the Commanders. Washington is favored in this one, minus nine and a half, over under here at 46 and a half. A lot of nine and a half, ten and a half spread through 46 and a half over unders. I like I I I like Washington in this one. It was a tough, tough loss for them last week. I mean, Giants right now. Are you playing for Caleb Williams? You gotta be playing for somebody else. I don't know, man. If if you know, even if you bring Daniel back, you just need somebody, you know, if you're gonna pay and bite the dust on this contract, you gotta bring somebody back in there. Um, you know, Tyrod's out. It's been an unfortunate season for the Giants. They have injuries every which way. Um, but the commanders, you know, Washington nine and a half against the Giants is a tough sentence for me to say. I won't man. Take that spread. I think um, it'll be closer than that, but yeah, but I gotta say it might be like a 16 to 7 game though. Like, or you know, it's not it, gonna be pretty. Yeah, I don't know. It could be a low scoring game, but Sam Howell right now leading the NFL just like everybody thought with about 2783 yards. That is more than Tua, more than your favorite quarterback. It's more than everybody. Um, I think he does the same to the Giants this week. You know, the Giants are scoring a league low 11.8 points. You know, it sounds like how much a certain team score in a quarter. All <laughs> so, right, I like it. One Washington. more question before we get into our meh category. Is Ron Rivera on the hot seat? 
I don't know. Right now, he is kind of making the adjustments that I thought they're making. I know there's a lot of new ownership there. So it, I feel like if he is able to turn at least like a 500 season, he won't be. But, you know, they go on a skid. You never know what happens with a new first year owner. Couldn't agree with more. All right. And don't forget that you have Eric Bianami, offensive coordinator, also been in, thrown around in the head coach yeah. uh, circle here and there every offseason. But into our meh category where we have the Pittsburgh Steelers making the way to Cleveland to take on the Browns. Uh, got some injury news in this one at the moment. Uh, Sean Watson out for the season. will be getting shoulder surgery. You know, they had Nick Chubb go down, started to play really, really well. Now taking another big hit. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I'm I'm gonna tell you if you had the Steelers defense and you're debating playing them any other way in fantasy, you're definitely playing them this week. Um rookie quarterback, this was a great matchup. At the end of the day, you know, you're looking at how the you know the Steelers right now they have a plus ten turnover ratio. That's the best in the NFL. Right now, the 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 Cleveland Browns are just struggling. You know, they're going to not have the season. We thought they have one of the best defenses in the NFL, but they've lost now their franchise running back and their franchise quarterback for the season. Um, Pittsburgh is still in the hunt, even though this, despite Cincy and the Ravens are in it. Um, I just got to say it sucks that that happened to them this season. Um, but I like the Steelers away. No problem with this one. Yeah. I also like the Steelers in this one. I, I just think it's, I think that we saw Mike Tomlin come out this this week and was like, we expect more from Pickett. We want more from Pickett. We know we can do more. And this is not something that we just started to work on, but we have been working on throughout the mm-hmm. entire year. And I think this is a game where you can really make that change happen. If you want to win the game and you want to show like you're ready, it's definitely the game to do it against a division rival. They yeah. just lost their starting quarterback, like their franchise quarterback for the year. Like you just said, they don't have Nick Chubb, like we're mentioning. Um, and one thing to keep in mind, everyone, about this injury with Deshaun Watson and, and what the, the Browns gave up, they gave up a first-round pick in 2022, 2023, and 2024, as well as a 2023 third-round pick and a 2024 fourth-round pick. So Houston still has, an, you know, a ton of capital on this, and they're yeah. having a great season. So. And as long as Cleveland continues to go down, the Houston Texans continue to cash in So on that draft capital. So. You know, we're going to have to wait and see that this offseason. That's a very good point. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Moving this right along. We have the Tennessee Titans making their way to Jacksonville to take on the Jaguars. Jacksonville saving this one minus six and a half over under here of 40 and a half. Um, Jacksonville just got nothing going against the 49ers last week. However, Tennessee getting nothing going against the Buccaneers. Uh, How are you feeling about this one? Is this going to be a Derrick Henry insane game or not? Yeah, I could definitely see this being a run-heavy game between Etienne and Derrick Henry, both guys right now, top five in rushing in the NFL. Um, You know, both quarterbacks kind of coming off uh, struggling weeks. Um, You know, Tennessee, like the 49ers did last week to Trevor Lawrence, are an opportunity to, they, you know, pressure the quarterback and, you know, make them make mistakes. However, I think Jacksonville is going to need to bounce back against a divisional opponent this week. Um, you know, the Texans are in that race right now. And, um, you know, Derrick Henry, it, it it still needs to be running through him if they're going to be getting this. And I know Will Levis had that four-touchdown game, but they can't rely on his arm for every snap of the ball. Couldn't agree with you more. And, you know, Derrick Henry in his career against Jacksonville – 260 carries, 1,373 yards, 16 touchdowns, and that's only in 13 games. Um, great okay. selling. I'm also going Jacksonville. 
The weak side of Jacksonville is their offensive line. They tried to address that. They traded for Ezra Cleveland, the Vikings guard, to sort of sure up that offensive line. But it is their biggest weakness, and it was evitable last week against the 49ers. However, the Tennessee Titans do not boast the same front that the San Francisco 49ers have. So I like Jacksonville in this one. I think this is like a get-right game for them. They beat a team in their division, and they just sort of sure up that the AFC South is theirs, but there's another team uh, also in their division in the horizon that could be competing, and we'll get to them in just a moment. But first, we have the Los Angeles Chargers making their way to Green Bay to take on the Packers. Chargers are favored in this by minus three, over under here, 43 and a half. Um, Justin Herbert, Keenan Allen, they went off last week. They've been going off, but they're just not winning games. Uh, last week, they lost on a field goal. Game expiring to the Lions. How you feeling on this one? Can Aaron Jones replicate what Jameer Gibbs and David Montgomery did? Can AJ Dillon do it as well? I feel like I just have flashbacks every year about this time in November about these devastating Chargers losses. Like you're going through so many things that we have talked about in the years since Justin Herbert has gotten there has really been about how they got to win these close games because in the bigger picture of it, they got to beat Kansas City in their division. Um Right now, they got to go on the road, face an NFC opponent that's been struggling, that hasn't had a good offense. This is the Packers are not the Lions from last week where they are just going to match you with your energy. If the Chargers are able to get out in front, I do feel confident enough for them to get the win, no problem. I mean, Keenan Allen, 11 catches last week. You, you can tell no matter what happens, the offense is flowing through him. Last week, Herbert threw four touchdowns, one of them to Quentin Johnson, who we've been waiting for weeks to get. Uh, we were talking about last week, has been running routes, not getting stuff done. But genuinely, um, this is going to see, you know, this is a get-right game for the Packers if they're going to do it. It's really their game to lose at home here. Yeah, you know, I, I couldn't agree with you more. Uh, I like the Chargers in this one. I just think that Herbert, Allen, Eckler, this is such a dangerous trio. I'm not liking what we're seeing from Green Bay, especially offensively. You know, their defense I thought was really going to step up and sort of take the helm in the way like the Jets have, and then that the Packers offense would slowly come together. It just hasn't been meshing. Uh, Wide receivers, Jordan Love is getting it done. And I think right now you're looking at a critical moment for Love about you know, these next seven games that are about to happen are going to yeah. be critical for. Do you put him in the same category that I'm putting fields with like the seven games left, even though he's only had one year of um, experience compared to like Justin, just um, Justin Fields? I think so, just because of how long they had waited him, had let him sit when they moved out to get him at the time of the draft, who they could have gotten to help out Rodgers earlier to maybe taken this team to the championship uh, to maybe have won the Super Bowl. You know, they kept losing. You know, they passed on wide yeah. receiver a handful of time. So I think to some degree it has to do with the capital that they gave up and the mistakes that they made and that they've now put themselves in the situation. I think with Fields, it, it's, you know, sadly it's now your third year. This is where people start to look at you. You've been injured all season. I think at this point you're kind of maybe playing for another team at this point. Uh, I also think there's been a lot of bad play calling on the side of the Bears. So, you know, it's it's a mix of everything, as always in the NFL. It's never as clear as one thing. But I think there's a little bit more with love considering the success of the Green Bay franchise as well. I get that. I understand that for sure. Yeah, but 
Moving this right along, we have some some interesting teams in this one as the Arizona Cardinals make their way to Houston to take on the Texans. Houston's favorite in this one, minus four and a half, over under here, 47 and a half. The fact of the matter is that C.J. Stroud is him. He's looking like the offensive rookie of the year. Second in NFL passing yards, only behind Howell. And he's four and one against teams above 500. Back-to-back game-winning drives. And for all these reasons that I'm saying right now, I'm locking in the Texans because I absolutely love it. Yeah, I'm riding with you on that. The Texans, um, you know, right now the Cardinals, they're two and eight. And even though last week, you know, me and you were texting back and forth about how great Kyler looked. um, I don't think that the Texans team is going to be, you know, like we saw last week with the Cardinals. Like the, the Cardinals have an opportunity here to show that Kyler is still their guy. But C.J. Stroud is, has been showing that he's their guy the whole season, like you mentioned. Um, but, you know, last week we're looking at, you know, a, a couple right now, you know, I'm trying to put it into perspective how fast he's developed, you know, C.J. Stroud. And I'm kind of wondering how the health of his receivers are right now because we saw Noah Brown go off last week with Dalton Schultz. We also saw – um, you know, uh, Nico Collins, who was out last week, Tank Dell went out. Um, so he's had some injuries at his wide receiver position. I'm kind of interested to see how he goes at full strength. I think they will be almost full strength this weekend. So that gives them a huge boost at home. I'll take them at four and a half very comfortably. I, I don't think Arizona's defense can handle them. Yeah, I think that I agree with you about Arizona's defense. And it's going to be a tough one. You know, McBride went off last week also for Arizona. Trey McBride, eight receptions, 131 yards, no touchdowns uh, in that one, but had a hell of a game, someone to look out for in tight end and in fantasy uh, up and coming. I hope that they run the ball more to, to Singletary for the Texans, so that was great to see last week, 30, 30 carries for 150 yards. Let's move this right along to the New York Jets making their way to Buffalo to take on the Bills. Bills are fair in this one, minus six and a half, over under here of 40. Uh, Ken Dorsey... Offensive coordinator fired Jack and I were literally texting each other. He goes, we were talking about it. I go, Ken Dorsey has to go, but I think it'll be done in the off season. And then about five seconds later, a little, little bleacher <laughs> notification pops up. Ken Dorsey fired. <laughs> it was like, perfect. We were like, is it going to be the GM or are they going to do this or that? And they're like, no, they're just going to put Joe Brady. In yeah. They're just like, All right, here we go. And for, you know what? I'm walking in Buffalo. That was a tough loss to stomach last week um, yeah. against Denver, not because it's Denver, but because, you know, Troy Aikman and Joe Buck kept talking about this during the game. And they're absolutely right. Every single drive that Denver had, they were pretty much on the other side of the 50. They were in Buffalo territory, like the majority of that game. And they were held this entire time by the defense. And every time the Bills offense went out there, it was either just a failed drive into a punt or a turnover. And it was just so ugly. It was not a great game for Buffalo that I think that this game against the Jets is just a great get right game for them. They lost week one, but that was on 9-11. It was on, you know, Rodgers was running out of the tunnel and they lost him. Like, so much was going right for the Jets in that game. I just don't think it's happening again. Yeah, and I think the Bills, you know, they really do wish that they had that win back, especially where they are now in the division and what their position is looking like in the AFC, how tight the race is going to be the next few weeks for the playoffs. Um, to Give me Buffalo at home. You know, give me, give me like the six and a half too. Like I think that if they can get out, because Josh Allen, he's a sick man. He gets four straight weeks of rushing touchdowns and six straight weeks of interceptions. 
That's great. But you know who loves committing turnovers more than Josh Allen is Zach Wilson, baby. And that's just that's just how it's got to be. It's just the balance of everything in the AFC East and everything that's crazy over there. But I will say, um, I think this is a get-right game for them. We've seen a lot of offensive coordinators get fired and offenses just let loose and tell the quarterback to go do his thing. Expect a big digs game next week for sure. 110%. I couldn't agree with you more. Now let's keep this moving along. So we have our games of the week. And our first one is the Seattle Seahawks making their way to LA to take on the Rams. Seattle saving this one by minus one over under here at 46. Uh, Rams signed Carson Wentz uh, before the bye week or during the bye week. So he had some extra time to prepare. However, Stafford is expected to be back despite the thumb injury. How are you feeling in this game? Uh, you know, Seattle's coming off of a win, but not pretty. It wasn't pretty for them. Yeah, they've been slipping up. We've seen them have some slip-ups this year where they've even, you know, almost came out of close games that they won where they should have lost. Some games where they, you know, had an opportunity at the end to kind of come back, like you saw last week with Washington and just, you know, a, a crazy kind of freak blown coverage like that. Um, I, I am going to take L.A. here. This is going to be like my kind of like upset for sure. We, that Seattle minus one is a little nerve-wracking to me. Um, the crazy thing is I know this is going to be a high-scoring game. Both these defenses allow a lot of quarterback production against them. So um, if, you know, if Seattle starts slow, like we saw last week, I do believe that L.A. can get started Matthew Stafford, you know, they've had a little bit of time here. They just came off the bye. I think that, you know, they wouldn't be playing him or preparing to play him unless he was fully healthy. And if he's fully healthy, I'll take them in this one. I like that. Seattle. I'm going with Seattle. Uh, week one, Seattle was embarrassed at home against them 30 to 13. It was a tough one for them. I think that they think you're right. If they if they start out slow, it's going to be a tough one for them. I do think, though, that they, they, they build on what they did in the second yeah. half last year. Geno Smith needs to be a little bit more consistent, like what he was last season. Yeah. And then I think the Seattle team becomes really scary. If they can get Jack Smith and Jigby a little bit more involved in there, Tyler Lockett continue to be, continues to be fantastic. Same with TK yeah. Mack. Kenneth Walker, that was a yeah. great uh, catch and run. Yeah, so much for Kenneth Walker having a rib injury last week. He said, I have a rib injury, but don't worry, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have an 80-yard run. <laughs> but don't, yeah, I can easily do that. The ribs are, are totally fine. Don't even worry about it. It's just what I do. All right. Let's move this into our last game of the week, my favorite game of the week. So we have the Minnesota Vikings making their way to Denver to take on the Broncos. Denver's favorite in this one by minus two and a half. Over under here of 43 and a half. This is our Sunday night football game. Uh, Fun fact right now, no team in the AFC has more than a two-game win streak. Denver is the only team to have three in a a row. Vikings currently have a five-game win streak. How are you feeling in this one? Yeah, now the hottest team in the league right now is trending upwards with their uh what do they call them? The pastronaut. The, the pastronaut, pastronaut. Yep. Josh Dobbs. Uh incredible. Dobbs. I gotta yeah. say, he's um he's loving Mr. TJ Hawkinson. Uh, you know, I've been doubting the GM of the Vikings. Obviously, not with the Kirk Cousins, everything he's looked great since then. Um, what I'm saying is really TJ Hawkinson looking like the trade for the Vikings that they really, you know, didn't know they needed last year. That's coming to fruition this week, four weeks in a, the last four weeks, Sean, 35 catches, 
377 yards, two touchdowns. Um, I hit the plus 900 on the anytime touchdown. I texted you. I said, he looks like he's going to score. Scores immediately. Great day. And I love what they're doing here because everybody's getting involved. I feel like Powell's getting involved and Addison. And once um, Jefferson comes back, he'll kind of slide right back into this offense. Yeah, sadly, at the time of this recording, we don't know if he's going to be in or not. I've I've been tell us. Reporters, I've been looking at all the beat reporters that I know. <laughs> haven't heard anything. I'll be in the state this week. Hopefully, I can know before Sunday because I have him on my dynasty team. Um, but Denver, a team you cannot sleep on. That is 110% sure. We just saw them, you know, the three-game win streak. Like I said, they beat being the Chiefs, they beat the Bills, being some top-tier teams. Has been pretty for them, but they have gotten it done. The one thing I'm curious about is that the Vikings defense has been playing really well. How do you like that matched up against this Denver offense? Honestly, I'm I'm like loving what I'm seeing from you guys. You know, this defense knows that they got to step up and, you know, let Josh Dobbs really get his full potential, get his feet in, you know, into the pool here in Minnesota, which is probably very cold. And the key is really that I, I think, you know, it's just the defense is has always been something that you've talked about could be the Achilles heel for the team. And we've seen it happen this year. They're looking great. All these guys on the defensive line around Hunter are looking fantastic. And um, so much turnover on the defense. We didn't know what was going to happen. Same thing with Denver. Now Denver as well. You know, I think this is definitely a lower scoring game than we're expecting, despite both these offenses, um, you know, kind of booming a little more than we expected this year. Um, but, you know, also I'm going to ride the Corlin Sutton touchdown no matter what on this one. I wrote it last week, uh, plus 200 no matter what. Um, he just gets in the end zone. He has seven touchdowns this year. Um, I got to say, Russell Wilson, so we were talking about this off camera, he has 18 touchdowns this year. He only had 16 all last year. We were giving him crap. What happened to Russell Wilson? Look, he's he's made it. it, it, it it's Is he not back? It's Is he not back? Pretty. It's just not pretty. That's the thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. But he's getting the job done for them, and that's why they like him. I'm locking in the Vikings in this. I'm locking in them too. I uh, I got to just go with my my squad. I agree with you, though. I don't think this game is going to be pretty. I think it's going to be under 43 and a half. Um, I I cannot trust enough. I don't think it's going to be pretty. I was just I looked up the weather report right now. It's supposed to be rainy. A little windy. In Denver. Ooh, a little yeah, rain some, in Denver. Expect some field goals. Yeah, some things to keep in mind. Uh, you like the Corlin Corlin Sutton anytime touchdown. I like the Hawkinson anytime touchdown. Dobbs and uh, I like that live near each other in Tennessee. They uh they uh pass to one another. Well, Dobbs passes to Hawkinson uh in the off season, so they work out together. So there's a little bit of familiarity there. So I like a Hawkinson anytime touchdown. I love uh, that. Hopefully the Vikings we'll tie them together, baby. Really. <laughs> uh, if the Vikings can pull this off, man, I will be. I'll be very happy. We'll we'll still be much in contention for the NFC North, which is which will surprise me. Um, but I'm not I'm not gonna sleep on this Broncos team, man. I will not sleep on them. Don't sleep on them. I you know, Josh Jobs has been great. The Vikings have looked great. They don't look like they've lost a beat. But if anybody is gonna just knock you in your teeth and wreck up a win streak, it's Denver. We That's can no perfect. longer underestimate them the way we did the first seven weeks. No, you can't. Now beat Pat Mahomes, went on the bye, went on vacation, and came back and beat Josh Allen in primetime in Buffalo. They're feeling really happy. And now they get the home crowd behind them, finally excited about a game. That's all the time that we have. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Yeah. Go Vikings, man. I hope, hopefully it's a great Sunday night football game. 
Yeah, enjoy it. And there's a huge slate of, um, you know, Thursday night, Monday nights. We're ready to give you some extra reels here. Um, you know, always check us out, Just Saying, with no G, WJS, on Instagram. Check us out, Just Saying Football, on YouTube for all of our videos and Spotify for all of our podcasts. Get us in your ear. And uh, thank you for listening. Enjoy the Sunday. Enjoy.